What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Adri, and this is my story about how I rose above hatred and became comfortable with my skin and the culture behind it. Up until I was about five years old, I never really saw an issue with the color of my skin and the way that my family is. Um, my dad is black and my mom is white. And to me, it was super normal. I didn't really see a lot of other families out there like mine, but I knew that there wasn't an issue and I knew that my family loved me and that's how it was. So for elementary school, I went to Dean Elementary in Lakewood, Colorado, and the majority of the students that attend that school are Hispanic, and there aren't a lot of other races that go to that school. And throughout my time there, I never really experienced racism, except for the one time that I did in kindergarten. So all the little kindergartners would bring their Hot Wheels to school and like push them down the slide at recess, and one day I forgot my cars. And I was playing with other kids' Hot Wheels because they would let me. And I saw one on the ground. And this, so I picked it up. And this little white kid comes running over to me and says, Only white people can play with my cars, not niggers. Being the little kindergartner that I was, I knew that that word was wrong. So I went to the principal's office and told the principal. And then she immediately called my mom. And when I got home from school that day, my mom sat me down and asked me what had happened. So I did tell her that a white kid had called me a nigger. And she asked me how I felt about being called the N-word. And I didn't know how to answer the question because I was so young and I didn't know what that word meant. I just knew that it was wrong. Like I said before, I never really experienced that hatred again inside school, but outside of school, I did experience it more as I got older. Like for instance, my parents had taken me and my siblings to the Children's Museum, and when we got there, we quickly realized that we were the only family of color. And the kids there were treating me and my siblings so horribly. They were pushing us, budging us in line, and taking things from us. And I didn't realize that they were treating us poorly until when we got home and my parents were so upset at the fact that other parents were letting their kids treat us bad when it's supposed to be an environment where children learn and have fun. Something else that happens still to this day is when I go to Kansas. My mom's part of the family lives in Kansas and when we go there it's very uncomfortable sometimes for me and my siblings. We go into stores and gas stations and we get really dirty looks from not only the old white people that were raised that way but also the younger ones it really just makes us uncomfortable makes me feel so uncomfortable when we get these looks Because of these experiences that I had as a young child, I developed this fear of white people. I believed that 
they didn't like me they didn't like my skin they hated me and my automatic feeling towards that was hatred I didn't like white people I didn't identify as white I stayed I tried everything I could to stay in a school where there weren't a lot of white people just to feel safe So the first person I decided to interview was my mom. She watched me grow my entire life and has kind of um, watched me experience the things that have happened. And this is her point of view. Okay, mom. So what do you think has happened to me that has made me lose progress in my journey? Growing up, you've had to deal with people saying racist things or not including you because you were darker than they were. You've gone to schools where you were the minority. I don't think it made you lose progress. I think that it made you stronger and made you who you are today. Alright, so how have you seen me become more comfortable in my skin? You've become an advocate for people of color. Growing up, you didn't identify as mixed. You always said you were black. Over the years, you have embraced your race, both of them. Now you are the vice president of Black Student Alliance and are helping other kids of color learn to embrace their race. As eighth grade year started for me, I was told that I needed to face my fear because I was moving middle schools. I was moving from O'Connell Middle School, which is a really ghetto school, and 90% of the students that went there were kids of color, to Creighton Middle School, where less than half of the kids that were going there kids of color. When I moved to Creighton, it was super nerve-wracking for me because up until I was 12, I was only surrounded by kids that were just like me. When I moved, it was really uncomfortable for me because I saw every white person as a superior. Like, when somebody would throw around the N-word, I didn't know how to tell them to stop because I was scared of them. I would, like, come home at night and like, be super upset about how I heard so many people throw around the N-word that weren't black. And a solution that my parents came up with were, was to find another black kid and figure out how together we can stop kids from saying the N-word. And that is when I found my best friend, Maya Bloomfield. So I was going to interview my best friend, Maya, that I've known for five years, but she decided to make plans to interview during her AP test, and that is obviously more important. So when Maya and I started high school, we were becoming more frustrated when kids would say very inconsiderate racist things around the school to us and to each other. So we decided to get a whole bunch of black kids and start a black student alliance for our school. The point of the Black Student Alliance was to create a safe space for kids of color. Um, when they had issues, they would come to us and we would help solve them, uh, go to admin and stuff like that. A problem that we ran into when we were creating our club is that there aren't a lot of teachers of color at Lakewood. And so we ended up going to our school nurse, Miss Christine, to become our club mentor. So I'm here with Miss Christine and I've known her for about a year and a half now 
and I'm going to interview her, I guess. So, Ms. Christine, how do you think becoming the vice president of BSA has changed me? Well, I think bringing on a leadership role and making decisions and fast decisions has bring character to you and responsibility, things that will you'll be able to take into your future endeavors as you move forward. And do you think these qualities I've obtained from this position will stay with me? Yes, I do, because I think that this had a profound influence on you, and um, and having that quality of, of teaching others and guiding others is a quality that is um, a plausible to have, especially as you get older. Thank you. So, after all these years, and now that I'm finally graduating high school, I... I've realized that I'm more comfortable in who I am and my skin. I now identify as white and I identify as black. I am proud of both sides of my family and where I've come from. And I'm proud of the journey that I took to get here because there were a lot of hardships and I met a lot of great people along the way. So, yeah.